You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. Someone who has definitely spoken words of wisdom, and I would even say godly wisdom, into my life is my grandmother, my mamma. Well, actually, I can say that of all my grandparents. I'm fortunate enough to have known all four of my grandparents uh, in my growing up and childhood and teenage years into adulthood, and uh, none, none of them are, are, are with us here on earth anymore, but they're still with us in our thoughts and memories, and especially in the words that they said. And I think of my mamma specifically, I mean, this would be my dad's mom, specifically saying when I was a kid, and even as a teenager, especially, Stephen, God's going to call you to be a preacher. I just know it. And I can hear her voice saying that. I just know it. And as a teenager, I wasn't hearing it. I mean, I had my dreams of what I wanted to do in my life, and and and, and I did not want anything to do with being a pastor. Okay, now I, and again, and side note: speaking of big dreams, next week we're starting a new series. We're calling Big Dreams, or actually, we're calling. Uh, dream big, stay grounded. And so we're going to kind of transition from here, how we hear the voice of God speaking to our lives into um, how do we continue to have big dreams in our life, but stay grounded at the same time. And this is a part of it because, um, you know, I didn't want anything to do with being a pastor. I had my own dreams for my life, but now here I am, right? And Mamma was such a wise person, someone who you would look at her life and you would say, you would use the word godly to describe her. This brings us to the question we've been asking for weeks. Who are the voices you're listening to? Who is speaking into your life? What voices speak into our lives? Now, we started off this series like saying here's some some specific ways we can look at this. We have um, immediate voices speaking into our lives. This would be family and friends. Uh, we have in, internal voice that speaks into our life. This is you know we call it self talk how we how we talk to ourselves or about ourselves. There are past voices that speak into our lives, something that someone said or did in our past, and then there are virtual voices we have in our culture and in our world today. Voices that are speaking loudly to us all the time through virtual means through social media. So today we're wrapping up this series on the voice of God, and and what we're working out is this: what would it look like to hear the voice of God not just today but for your lifetime See, we know that the key is to be listening and in order to do that we need to do something that's very difficult for most of us and we've said every week we we acknowledge this we we are uh, confessing this is difficult for us it doesn't mean we don't do it it just means it's difficult make time for solitude and stillness this is where the holy spirit speaks in in what we call promptings our our open and closed doors and and it's in that solitude that god speaks through scripture and the holy spirit has uh, what the holy spirit has to say to us will always line up with scripture so if you're wondering if this feeling is the holy spirit speaking to me if it lines up with scripture it could be God speaking into your life. If it doesn't line up with Scripture, then no, it's not God. And today we're digging into this one more time with this thought. What about when God speaks through people? Have you ever have you considered this like 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 when God speaks to us through other people? We're going to look at a couple of verses in Proverbs. We're going to start with one verse in Proverbs 13, verse 20. And we're going to dig in a little bit deeper, and then we'll hit another couple of verses in Proverbs uh, in just a few minutes. 
So most of the Proverbs are attributed to King Solomon, and he's historically famous for his wisdom, right? The, the, I mean, these ancient Hebrew Proverbs speak a lot to relationships and who we allow to speak into our lives. And so there's just this one line in Proverbs thirteen twenty, and I don't usually do a one-line sermon, but we're going to uh, and dig in with some other scriptures too. But here it is, Proverbs thirteen twenty: Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Now, just to let that set in, let me read it again. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. And here's our big idea. You can draw near to the voice of God by listening to godly people. Okay? And so this is what we want to do. We want to become more like Jesus. We want to, we want to know when the voice of God is speaking into our lives, we do. We believe God is speaking into our lives, and you can draw near to the voice of God by listening to godly people. Now, a few thoughts about this, because I, I, I mean, we we need to understand what it means to listen to godly people. First of all, be discerning. Be discerning. What I mean is, have some discernment about about who you allow to speak into your life. Again, go back to that question: What are the voices speaking into your life? Who are you allowing to speak into your life? I met this guy at Walmart, and uh, he's, this, is, this has been a few years ago, and uh, he stuck up a conversation about my shirt. It said, Awaken Natchitoches, which is I wear a lot when, I, when I'm out in town, especially when I go uh, to Walmart, just simply because it's often a conversation starter. And eventually, he said, as we were talking about this, the shirt and what it means, and this church plant that we have in meeting in the movie theater here, I, I, he, said, he said this, I feel like God is directing me to come speak to your church. <laughs> and, you know, I just met this guy, and I shared with him the vision for Awakened Church as he asked me about the, the t-shirt. And as we talked a little bit more, it was clear that his, he had an agenda, and his agenda was very kind of specific to speak out against the mascot of a specific, a specific university here in town. Now, this mascot is the demons, right? And, and well, obviously, he never spoke here. Uh, but, but there was this, 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 you know, we have to be discerning about who we allow to speak into our lives. How, how can you tell if someone is truly speaking wisdom or truth into your life? I've always been told, consider the source. And I found that many times to be good and true advice. To cons- How do I know if somebody's speaking wisdom and truth into my life? Consider the source. So the, the question we all need to answer is, who are we giving access to in your life? Who are you giving access to into your life? So, so Proverbs says, walk with the wise and become wise. To become wise, associate with wise people. Have wise friends and become wise yourself. And in this, in this understanding of Proverbs, we can look at it this way. When the writer of Proverbs writes wise people, it also means godly, because wisdom and godliness go hand in hand in in the eyes of the proverb. Wise people, godly people, when they hear the truth about themselves, adjust themselves. This is who you need to be listening to, and this is you want to be a wise person yourself. You want to be a godly person, right? Wise people, or godly people, when they hear the truth about themselves, adjust themselves. In other words, they, they, they make a change. Wise, godly people hear a hard truth and they listen to it and they act on it. Now, on the other hand, foolish people, when they hear the truth about themselves, seek to adjust the truth. They don't, they don't want to change or they think they don't need to change and they will justify their behavior and get defensive. Foolish people spin the truth according to their feelings. 
We may often go to foolish people because they tell us what we want to hear. It's not, it's not that we always do this on purpose, but, but, but we as a culture certainly drift more to selfishness and less to godliness. I mean, there is, if there's a drift in our culture, it's not towards godliness. It's more towards selfishness. So who are you giving access to in your life? Not, not who you're following and not who's following you, but who are you actually allowing into your life? Who has access to speak truth into your life? This this is such an important question because you can draw near to the voice of God by listening to godly people. So be discerning and be open. Be open to listening to godly people. So uh, because this is the podcast version, you can't see an image. But I want you to like uh, at some point Google Johari Window. It's J-O-H-A-R-I, Johari Window. And if you've taken psychology, uh, you've probably heard of this. Because in 1955, these psychologists, Joseph Luft and Harrington Ingham, uh, created this technique that helps people better understand their relationship with themselves and with others. It's called the Johari Window. It's like four squares. It looks like a window pane, right? And Johari comes from their names, Joseph and Harrington. So Here's kind of the the, the, play, the the four places. One is the open self. Open self. So be open. This is, these are the things that are known to yourself and known to others. This is, this is all the stuff you share. And, and like in my case, it'd be like, like pretty much everybody. Stuff that I know and everyone else knows. Stephen is a husband to Shelly. Daddy to three awesome boys, pastor of Awakened Church, and is passionate about Jesus, physical fitness, the beach, New Orleans Saints, and pro wrestling. <laughs> see, see, we let both wise and foolish speak into this, this space. We, we really do, because it's just, it's open. There are a, another window that's, that I call the, the known to God window. And I actually heard another uh, preacher speak on this because this is in the traditional Jahari window we call this the unknown to all space like there are things that are known to everyone that's the open self and there are things that are known to no one or are unknown to all people and uh, yourself and others but you know what here's what we believe that that even if this is the, the the case God still knows whether you know it and no one else knows it it's unknown, but God still knows it. So these are things that only God knows. God knows things about you that you don't even know yourself yet. And no one knows this unless God reveals it. Okay? Now, the, the next two, two like squares of the Jahari window are the two I kind of want to focus on for the next few minutes. One, first is the hidden self. The hidden self. These are things that you know, but aren't known to others. So you got the things that you know and everyone else knows. You got the things that only God knows. And then here you have the things that only you know, like the hidden self. Others don't know. Secrets, feelings that you didn't share or show, like shame or, or secret sin can be in this, this area. And we may fail to even let wise, godly people have access here, but we need to. And no, not everyone needs to know. No, And there may be something uh, uh, like... A thought that you keep to yourself that you need to keep to yourself that you don't need. But if there's something that's eating away at you, if there's something that definitely uh, falls under the the category of a secret sin or a shame, a shame feeling that you're carrying, a prejudice that you're that you that you harbor, you need to you need to talk to godly people and let godly people speak into this. There are, there are things you really don't need to share openly with the world, but it would probably be healthy for you, for yourself and for your relationships if you could share with someone in confidence that you trust. We may tend, and, and not that we we allow um, the 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 foolish voices. 
to know this, but we may tend to allow the foolish voices to speak into this area while keeping it hidden because that, that reinforces what we keep hitting. We keep hidden like it's okay to have this. It's, 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 it's all right to feel this way. It's all right to have this secret thing in your life and don't even call it sin. Or maybe voices from our past that make us think we're failures because we have this hidden thing. This is, this is where a relationship with an accountability partner or friendship or small group even comes in. Someone who is wise and godly, who you trust with your heart. And I know that's, that may be very difficult to discern and find who that is. So you have to be discerning first before you're open. Someone who you said, you know what, I, I can trust this, this person or these persons with my heart. I've had a number of accountability partners over the years, and uh, I'll just give full disclosure. Um, I, have, I have nothing hidden from Shelly. Now, there's, uh, not that I share every single thought I have with her. That would be like husbandry suicide. <laughs> but anything that's an area of shame or anything that's an area of struggle for me or a temptation for me, that, that oh, I'm, no, I, I'm letting her in there. And not, not everyone or anyone else really needs to be in there. And so I've had, you know, there's, there is that for sure. And, um, as a pastor, I am accountable to the network that holds my credentials and ordination. Now, a lot of, a lot of pastors are part of a denomination, um, and, and a denomination holds your credentials, holds your ordination, holds your license as a pastor and, and a credentials team of my peers who have permission to speak into my life. In other words, if there is something that I have a struggle with, or if there is something that, that I feel, and it's a hidden thing, then I know that I have these, these folks who have my best interests at heart, who are going, they, I trust them with my heart, to be able to go to and say, hey, I, I have this going on. Which leads us to blind spots. This is the other, the fourth kind of window in the Johari window, the fourth square. Um, these are things that, that others see in your life, but you have no idea, right? Like there are things that everyone knows in your open self. There are things that are only known to God. Then you have the things in the hidden self that are known to you, but no one else. And there, here, here's the blind spots. No, everyone, not everyone, but, but others may see these in your life, but you don't. Like you really don't. And trust me when I say this, again, back to my relationship with my wife, Shelly. Shelly definitely sees my blind spots, and she lets me know about them. <laughs> and I appreciate it, although sometimes in the moment, I don't so much. But over time, I do. So, so when someone speaks into this area, I'll be, just be honestly, uh, I, can, I can be defensive. That's kind of, you know, and that may be a, a lot of us, uh, someone who we haven't said, hey, because it's a blind spot. Like if we have something hidden, you could say, "Hey, I want I got something I want to talk to you about. How do you? What do you think about this? How do you see this? If you have a blind spot, you're not going to go ask somebody for for their advice on this because you don't even know. And so when the, when when someone brings something like this to me, oh, and they do, by the way, they people will come and 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 let you know something that you have no idea about, and you have to really consider: is this first of all consider the source? Is this a blind spot? Or are they seeing something that's not real? And so it's it's easy to go, well, that's not real. It's easy to default to back to selfishness and not godliness and drift that way. You need someone you, that you trust here. Uh, you trust this person uh, so much that you give them access to your your blind spots. And and, and this is where like I go. Like if someone comes to me and says something and I, and I will be defend, I can be defensive and I may in the moment not seem like it, but I will, I'm going to run that by Shelly. 
I am able to say, hey, this 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 person brought this up about. Is this true of me? Do you see this? Can you do you see how they could see this in me and in, in my life or in my social media or in whatever? See, I know Shelly loves me and will always speak the truth to me. And so if there is anyone that I trust with my hidden spots and my, my hidden self and my blind spots, it's her. Now, now, I'm not saying you have to do that. And if you're not married, you, you don't have that, that, that person yet. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you need that kind of godly person in your life, that kind of wise person to speak into your life. Again, who are you giving access to into your life? And this is hard for sure. I'm not telling you something that is not hard. The truth is that, that, that this, the truth can hurt, which may prevent you from listening to wise and godly voices. The truth can hurt, and that can, that can prevent you from listening to wise, godly voices. But here's the thing. We've we got to keep reminding ourselves. You can access the voice of God by giving access to godly people. This requires permission. Like you need to give permission to this. So be open and be discerning, definitely, and be humble. The only way that this works is if you will be humble. Take on a posture of humbly listening. We've been saying, we've been talking about our posture. Like our, our the, 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 how do we hear the voice of God is more about our posture than, than anything else. And that's at the posture of our heart. Are we leaning in to hear the voice of God? The God who is leaning in to whisper to us. So take on the posture of humbly listening. One thing that I've discovered is that when you say God told me or I I feel like God wants me to, blah, 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 you can come across as arrogant. And even if you don't mean to be, when you say, hey, we're planting a new church. And, you know, what a lot of people hear is, oh, you think you're too good to be part of something that's that's not your own idea. Oh, you think you 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 think you can do it better. Or, Or, you know, these kind of things are what what come out. And all you've said is, hey, we're planting a new church, and you're excited about it. So you have to kind of go, go back to go, you have to be humble, not arrogant in this. So kind of let me replay this, how we started Awaken Church. Over time of reading Scripture and listening to the Holy Spirit in prayer, I felt led to be more about multiplying the kingdom than growing a congregation. Not necessarily to plant a church, but to be involved somehow in creating spaces where unchurched and, and de-churched people would, would actually grow to love to be a part of this. And start following Jesus. And after a couple of years of this, this prompting, the Holy Spirit opened doors of conversation with the church planting team of the LCMCOG. Now, that's a, for those who are new to this, that stands for Louisiana Congregational Ministries of the Church of God. It's the, it's the network, it's the movement of churches that we are a part of. And after months of prayer and fasting and more prayer and more fasting, we sought counsel from wise, godly people and having conversations that were affirming this decision and this direction. Okay? The thing is, it isn't my position as a pastor that allowed me to hear clearly the voice of God. It was and is my desire to just draw close to God and lead with a yes for what God speaks into my life. This is, this is the relationship with God I'd love to see in your life. Not that, not that you or anyone, anyone for that matter would want to be like Stephen, but that you would desire to have this kind of relationship with God because you can. Because you can. Flip over to Proverbs 15, verse 31. It says, If you listen to constructive criticism, 
you will be at home among the wise. If you reject discipline, you can only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes precedes honor. So let's kind of wrap it up this way. How can you know you're hearing the voice of God speaking to your life? Number one, you're listening. You are listening for the voice of God. You are you are making time and space and solitude and silence to listen. Number two, you're growing familiar with Scripture because familiarity with Scripture is familiarity with God's voice. Number three, you're you're open to the possibilities that the Holy Spirit speaks into your life. You're just open, like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can and and speak into my life, and I'm open to that possibility. And number four. You're giving access to your hidden self and your blind spots to godly people. The wisdom of godly people will affirm when God is speaking into your life. You can draw near to the voice of God by listening to godly people. And so next steps. And this week I'm going to give you a couple of next steps that are going to be kind of very kind of different than the last few weeks. But but please continue to find a whispering spot and quiet yourself and invite the Holy Spirit to come and continue to, to read Scripture for 10 minutes and, and, and take time to ask, God, what is God saying to me? Okay, please continue to do this. But I'm going to challenge you to do something that may be even harder than blocking out 20 minutes of quiet time. First of all, invite someone to speak into any hidden areas in confidential accountability. Like, it's going to be confidential accountability. This is a hidden area. Invite someone who is someone you would say who has godly wisdom to speak into this hidden area. And then invite someone, it may even be the same person, to speak into any blind spots you may have. Like, not to, not to like, don't feel like you're being judged. No, know this is someone who cares about you and has your best interest. That's going to hold your heart. They can trust with your heart and invite them to speak into any blind spots you may have or, or, or give them permission to do that. Lord, thank you for giving us godly people, people of wisdom that, that are available to speak into our lives. Father, help us to acknowledge that we need to do this so because we don't want to we don't we know we don't want to drift we want to have intention in our walk we want to have tension intention in our spiritual journey because when we drift or we are hundred percent more likely to drift towards selfishness than godliness and Lord, we don't want that we want to become more like jesus and so today we're inviting you to come and speak into this speak into our hearts speak into our lives Lord, we want to lean into you help us to be uh, strong and diligent to block out time to make time for solitude and listening and to to, to and, and 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 scripture and and being able to say god where are you speaking how are you speaking into my life and lord give us opportunities to have relationships of accountability with godly wise people who can speak into our lives with love and truth and grace and direction we thank you, Lord, that you can do this in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you will. Uh, you created us for relationships. And so in relationships like this, we find ourselves drawing closer even to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church. Or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.